Hello and welcome to a special edition of the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I am your host, Miles Dawson, and you may have heard over the weekend that there was a massive announcement from the tech world. IBM have announced they will acquire Red Hat in the largest software deal the tech industry has ever seen. So we thought we'd do something a bit different and pull together our European analyst team for some quick responses and hot takes on the deal. Now we've got quite a big team here today, so um, I'm actually going to hand over to our chief analyst, Phil Carter, who's here in the office with us today, um, to run our panel. So Phil, over to you. So thanks, Miles, uh, and a warm welcome to, from my side to this special edition of the IDC Tech Talk, uh, where we're going to be talking about the impact of this massive acquisition by IBM of Red Hat. It's a $34 billion acquisition, and it's the biggest in the software industry that we've ever seen. And what we've done today is that we've lined up a bunch of our IDC European analysts to talk about the impact of this acquisition from a number of angles. Um, but we're really going to be focusing this on, uh, on the European region, uh, see the impact of this in, on Europe. And to kick us off on this journey, I'm going to head across to Giorgio Nebeloni uh, in our Frankfurt office to give some feedback on uh, the impact of, on this, of this acquisition on multiple geographies in the region. So, Mr. Nebeloni, over to you. What are your thoughts on this? geolocation um, uh, impacts of this EMEA. So the first aspect is that IBM clearly uh, is one of the longest standing IT players uh, in, the, in the region and has offices and presence uh, almost equal across emerging and mature economies uh, in EMEA. Uh, this will help potentially uh, Red Hat expand into geographies uh, where they've never uh, gone to uh, from a direct uh, sales standpoint uh, in emerging markets especially but also could help them uh, overcome some of the orders they found in, in some of the core uh, European markets uh, where they were fighting uh, with other uh, Linux and open source distribution head to head. And particularly uh, Germany is a space where IBM has a very deep uh, customer connection that Red Hat will be able to leverage uh, from a sales standpoint. Uh, the last point I'll make is that uh, there will be geography implications uh, from a service provider strategy as well. As Red Hat has a fairly developed one, uh, and IBM has a mixed uh, direct and indirect approach to cloud services. Um, so they will play out differently in different years, but you will expect to see UK and Nordics being the heralds of that change uh, as the two companies come together. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, I mean, Red Hat about a $2 billion run rate, but most of that is in the US, right? So um, a lot of the slant of that revenue is in the US. Um, and this could be an opportunity to kind of rebalance the, the revenue mix across multiple geographies with a, with a focus on Europe. And I think Philip Carnelli was also talking about the fact that uh, this is about a nine percent uh, potential nine percent impact on on IBM's yeah, revenue. I think so. Thereabouts. Um, uh, I mean, uh, certainly at the global level, I think uh, IBM's software revenue is around about twenty six billion, something like that. So huge, absolutely huge company still in software. Um, and um, as you say, Red Hat is around two billion, so only around about ten percent of that. Or um, so it's not going to move the dial massively, except in one specific area, which is around infrastructure software. That's around a quarter of IBM's revenues from software at the moment. And Red Hat are going to add, raise that by some 30, 
Yeah, around 30%, I think. Um, the infrastructure uh, you know, So that's the, where the big impact's going to be. It's going to make IBM an even more significant player in that infrastructure software place. Yeah, but yeah. 39 billion, a uh, lot to, to spend on a uh, 9% increase in revenue. It's huge, because you look at IBM's sort of year-on-year -year revenues and they have been shrinking. So this is more about sort of returning to modest growth rather than a massive sudden big growth impact that we'll see going mm. forward. But it's, you know, it has to be said that you know, Red Hat are growing at um, quite a significant rate at the moment, at sort of 14% no, year on year. So, yeah, Margaret Adam can chime in on, on that. I, uh, think that. I think the other interesting element to this, of course, is that Red Hat is a subscription model. Mm. Right? So that brings in that subscription mm. revenue, which I think would which, which IBM uh, is looking for, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the other element which they're both making big bets on is cloud. Uh, so let's talk about the cloud market. And uh, Carla Aaron, who's our lead of the cloud practice in Europe, has got some viewpoints on, on how this might play out uh, across the European region. Thank you, Phil. Um, I think this has a significant impact on the cloud market in Europe, especially as European organizations are building out their hybrid cloud and multi-cloud strategies and are looking for an open standards-based infrastructure um, to avoid lock-in. Um, so, so we believe that um, the future of cloud will definitely be open standards-based and um, and we know from our research that 53% uh, of organizations actually want to move workloads around between public clouds or back to on-prem or hosted infrastructure. So having a big focus on hybrid cloud is definitely in line with the market. But if we look at cloud system management software more specifically, um, if we add Red Hat's revenue to IBM's revenue in this um, very specific market, then um, IBM and Red Hat combined will still stay number three um, behind VMware and Microsoft, even after the acquisition. Mm. So uh, Red Hat established themselves uh, very much in the operating system world with building up the open, open source software for around Linux, and mo but moved out of systems into middleware. Uh, and over the last couple of years, uh, has really built out a strong platform story and a pass offering. So I'm going to bring in our China to talk a little bit about this and, and the impact of this acquisition on the broader platform space in the region. Yes, um, yes, absolutely, Phil. It, it's quite interesting to see how IBM describes this as a game changer in the hybrid cloud world. I mean, it's a fair point, point because as Carla mentioned, Red Hat has a good suite of cloud management platforms and it's a good play. But it still shows that IBM is thinking well within the infrastructure perspective and, and it's still thinking about... Uh, about the whole deal from its comfort zone of infrastructure and not leading or at least talking about the platform play, which has really become Red Hat's claim to fame in the last two years. I mean, Red Hat has focused on um, maturing its OpenShift container platform, it has acquired Core OS, and it has standardized on Kubernetes. So it's made a lot of investment in the platform play, um, and it's essentially an engineering and developer company at heart. Um, so IBM needs to lead with this, or at least think about the platform play um, as high as in the agenda as the hybrid cloud play to make sure that th this deal is really among equals in terms of at least talent and um, engineering uh, and not to alienate the developers. So platform is a huge play and um, Microsoft is getting there with its engineering focus. Mm. So it might be quite interesting to see how IBM looks at it from a platform perspective and comes out of this infrastructure perspective. Do you yeah. think do you think this is more about uh, access to 
developers to ecosystems for IBM as opposed to the revenue piece that we talked about earlier? Or was it a bit yeah. of a mix of the two? So I think it's more about um, the talent and getting this engineering culture. And because if you see, uh, Red Hat is only moving to a three billion mark probably by the end of 2018 or early 2019, and IBM is a 70 billion company um, in terms of revenue so so it, so it's probably the talent um, and this new culture of uh, understanding what the developers want and becoming an engineering company that's the core focus mm. so they need to think about the platform play and move beyond the infrastructure to actually understand uh, and not make it a culture clash mm. but to learn from red hat as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, and that links into an interesting discussion on, on the ecosystem in general, right? So, and the partners that these two players have across the industry. Um, so, particularly if you look at the on the established front, so IBM, you know, partnering with a number of players in this space, but more so Red Hat, having starting to work with Microsoft and other large players as it relates to the, the ecosystem perspective. And so this, this might change some of those dynamics. And I'm going to bring in Margaret Adam, who leads our channels and alliances and the ecosystems practice in, in Europe to talk a little bit about the impact of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting. And I think, you know, Red Hat obviously has deep alliances with many of IBM's competitors. So gathering from what we've seen so far, what this means is that IBM is going to be supplying many of its competitors, right? And I think this has implications within the hyperscalers, obviously, with um, AWS, Microsoft, and Google, but it also has implications at an infrastructure level with the likes of Dolly MC, for example. So um, it be very interesting to understand how that plays out commercially um, and what happens with those relationships. It's a broader industry trend, hmm. this cooperative type relationships in the cloud, um, but this is obviously at a scale which is significantly an entering head on into the cloud wars. So. Um, I think um, just to touch on what China said as well, I think the cultural element is really interesting because not only does Red Hat have a very strong collaborative culture, obviously, and it's something that, that's deeply important to the company, um, they extend that into their partner ecosystem. Um, so they've got a very different partner ecosystem and, and they obviously have a vibrant developer community, but also very specialist partners. and. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those two partner ecosystems come together and then of course what this means for, for the large GSIs, right? So yeah. lots of implications, but um, it's certainly gonna be interesting how this comes to field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to pick up on that because I think one of the most important ecosystems, particularly in Europe, although globally as well, is the SAP ecosystem. I mean, mm. people spend massive amounts around the world, but particularly in Europe on SAP, implementations on associated software that kind of thing and of course Red Hat have recognized that and they've been partnering with SAP for a while um, but they have been somewhat outsold by their arch rival Suzy with Suzy Linux um, but IBM have a very strong partnership with SAP um, particularly through the global services arm and they do a lot of SAP implementations and it seems to me there's a huge potential for cross-sell there, upsell and, and get Red Hat really embedded in some of those big SAP implementation shops where IBM has a strong play. And I think this lines up with what Georgia was saying earlier around Red Hat's maybe not such not having that strong presence in Germany, um, and then potentially now IBM being able to build that up again, linked to the SAP relationship that you highlighted earlier. Mm, mm. Very good. Um, what about the customer view? We'll come back to some of the dynamics around the partners if we have time, but let's talk about the customer view. Tom, what are your views? 
So, I mean, generally, when, when there's consolidation in the market from a customer perspective, this is a bad thing. So uh, it makes it uh, potentially more difficult to negotiate, potentially reduces your, your power as a customer. So uh, uh, there'll be uh, a, few, uh, a few large software buyers a little bit concerned by this. Uh, so a uh, little, bit, little bit of negativity there, I suppose. But uh, you know, I think uh, it's, it's significant that uh, Red Hat are essentially an open, um, an open business uh, Supporting open software, and you know, if uh, if there's one thing um, soft, uh, software buyers will hate even more than consolidation in the market, it's being locked in. So I think the positive uh, spin on this from a customer perspective is that uh, IBM's taken another step towards uh, you know an open ecosystem, and uh, customers will like that because it will allow them to, I suppose, capitalize on the power of IBM. Uh, without uh, any fear of being locked into a system or platform that uh, you know, they, they then cannot uh, cannot escape or move on from. So there's some positives there as yeah. well. This whole notion of competition that Margaret uh, highlighted earlier is I think going to be critical for any software vendor in the market to get right in order to be relevant for their customers. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's difficult to find the balance uh, between uh, you know, really locking your uh, locking your customers in to the point some of them may be uh, put off and going to the other extreme of being so open that yeah. uh, you know you uh, you lack that stickiness and I think that's what uh, a lot of uh, technology companies are having to you know, find the balance on here and that will be uh, yeah. part of the challenge. Let's talk quickly about uh, IBM's relationship with VMware and whether that'll impact whether that'll be impacted by this acquisition. I'm going to bring back Giorgio Nibaloni back in uh, to give a view on that, Giorgio, if you have one at this stage. Yeah, sure. Thanks, thanks, Phil. I think there are a couple of aspects there. So there's the first aspect, uh, which is very uh, crucial to understand and, and connects to the cloud um, uh, platforms uh, elements. So effectively, the fact that um, with Red Hat being uh, part of IBM, uh, the, there is a potential for, uh, for at least attempting to create a sort of a counter to the AWS plus VMware um, uh, relationships and alliance that has come up. From a pure technology standpoint, um, uh, I don't expect major, major uh, disruption or changes in the midterm in the sense that what you will see, you will see probably IBM adding Reddit as an option alongside um, uh, VMware stack for their own cloud services. Um, but then over time, seeing how that pans out, uh, this, this is true that VMware still holds uh, all of the enterprise accounts very deeply and um, uh, from a virtualization standpoint, so it won't be easy, uh, probably not feasible even for IBM to just swap uh, technology platforms underneath. I think that makes a lot of sense, Giorgio. Um, and I think kind of linked to that, uh, the, the way that partners take this on, is going to be uh, driven to a large extent by their ability to execute. And we've got Hannah Brees as part of the uh, partner practice as well, who maybe have a comment on that. Yeah, definitely. And when it comes to um, to partners and the channel partners in both ecosystems and across the board, no partners specifically like change, and it, it can you know big acquisitions like this can um, can cause um, some uncertainty. So I guess that the execution around that and communication when it comes to big acquisitions and what that means for them is important from that point of view. So that's something to bear in mind, I would say. Yeah, we'd expect Jimmy Rometty to be out and about explaining the impact of this every day on customers, partners, and the broader market as well. For sure. Very good. Awesome. A range of, of great insights there from the team. Um, and this is a massive acquisition. So $34 billion that 
IBM is forking out for Red Hat, uh, and it's going to have a huge impact on a number of areas that we, as we've discussed, uh, on the infrastructure space, the cloud space, the platform space, and the broader ecosystem, where the name of the game is all about co-opetition, as we've talked about today. So hopefully that's helped in terms of understanding the impact of, of this big acquisition on the software market with a specific focus on, on Europe. Uh, a big thank you from my side to the team, to the European team, for stepping in at short notice to give their feedback. Uh, and with that, uh, I'll hand it back to Miles. Fantastic. And uh, thank you all so much for uh, getting online so quickly this morning to uh, do this recording. It's really, really helpful for us. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. So please get in touch with us on Twitter or on LinkedIn. What do you think about the acquisition? Please share your thoughts. Um, our handle on Twitter is IDC underscore Amir, or you can follow us on LinkedIn as well. Thank you very much. See you next time.